According to the Barna Group, in 1993, 89% of Christians who had shared their faith agreed this is a responsibility of every Christian. Today, just 64% say so, a 25-point drop. Furthermore, Christians today are more likely to say they are proactive about looking for or trying to create faith-sharing opportunities with non-Christians, 19% today versus 11% in 1993. However, they are also more likely than Christians in 1993 to say they are unsure whether most non-Christians have no interest in hearing about Jesus. In this episode of 1618, and in many other upcoming episodes, I will be addressing every Christian's role in evangelism. Today, by going through a poll that I put out on Facebook, we will be looking at what evangelism is, when Christians should evangelize, why they don't evangelize more, and finally, whether or not we all have to do it. I want to look again at the Barna Group's poll. According to their research, there has been a dramatic 25-point drop from 1993 between people who believed it was every Christian's responsibility to share their faith and people who didn't feel the same. Statistically speaking, that means that most Christians born since then, or born again since then, have consistently reduced their belief that evangelism falls to them personally. That doesn't sound very good. If you are in the younger age bracket of those in this time frame, such as myself, you probably have always struggled with the idea of personal evangelism. But what is our response to this? What should our response to this be? Before I get into the Facebook poll, it is important that we define what evangelism is. First of all, where do we get the word evangelism? Well, it comes from the Greek word, and I do apologize to my scholarly friends for my pronunciation, euangelizo, which we find in the New Testament on over 50 different instances. And it means to bring the good news or the gospel. So if evangelism is the bringing of good news or the gospel, then what is the gospel? The simple version is that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, lived a perfect life, died a sinner's death, raised from the dead on the third day, and offers this gift of salvation freely to any who confess their sins and believe in him. What does evangelism look like then? When describing what the essence of evangelism is, Wesley commented that you, quote, take the neediest people and meet them at the point of their greatest need, end quote. So how does that play out practically? Well, it may not be the most popular answer, and I certainly invite you to comment or message me directly on Facebook or Instagram if you disagree with anything I say, but I am convinced that true evangelism must involve the verbal proclamation of the gospel. What do I mean? I mean that simply working alongside someone, never saying anything or commenting on their life choices or decisions and never giving them the gospel, even if you are living a, quote, Christian life, is not truly evangelism. Sure, if you are doing this, then you are being a good testimony for Christ working in your life and your actions point to your faith. But that person can't be saved by watching you do good things. Now, I don't want you to mishear me. I understand that there are situations where people notice that you live differently and ask why. In fact, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 tells us that we should expect this. Peter says, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. So our actions are an important aspect of evangelism, but by themselves, they are not true evangelism. True evangelism, in my opinion, involves the actual sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Moving on, however, I want to get to the poll that I put out on my Facebook page. It was a five-question survey on evangelism, and I invited people to anonymously fill it out. I want to take a few minutes and go over the questions and the responses that I received, and I am so thankful that over 20 people were willing to take time and fill this out. 
As I go over the questions and responses, I'm not going to read everything, but for those interested in seeing the data, I will post the results of the survey at the end of the transcript, which you can find on my website, 1618podcast.com. The first question said, to whom does the primary responsibility of evangelism fall? 96% said that all Christians bear equal responsibility, while 4% said the church leaders bear this responsibility. I actually asked this question because I wanted to know if the people in my life matched the people surveyed by the Barna Group, and I'm glad to say that they did not. If you recall, the Barna Group found that only 64% of Christians today believe that evangelism is the responsibility of every Christian. What does the Bible have to say about this, though? The first thing that comes to my mind is what we know of as the Great Commission. In Matthew 28, Jesus told his disciples, and through them it is widely understood that he was telling all Christians, that they are to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Furthermore, when speaking of conversion, Paul says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. But we often forget what he said right afterwards in verses 14 through 15. He said, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not yet heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Many times these verses have been written off to those who are, quote, sent with a special sending, i.e. missionaries. But where does Paul make that distinction? Is he not talking about his desire for the Jewish and as well the Gentile people to be saved? He says in Romans chapter 10 verse 1, My heart's desire in prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. But how may they be saved if they do not hear the gospel of Jesus Christ? This is one of the main reasons why I believe that true evangelism must involve the sharing of the gospel. The second and by extension third question that I asked in the survey was, do you believe there is a time and place for evangelism or that it is always appropriate? And please elaborate on your answer. 64% said that there is a time and a place, and 36% said that it was always appropriate. Now, this is a tough one for me. With a rough 60-40 split on my poll, I'm sure that many Christians have many thoughts on this topic, and I certainly can't provide any conclusive answer in our time today. But I can speak on both sides of the issue. First, is there a time and place for evangelism? Some of the responses I got were, quote, you have to establish a personal connection and then evangelize, end quote. Another, quote, building relationships first opens doors to evangelizing. I think the Christian needs to show wisdom in presenting the gospel, and that implies speaking at the right time and in the appropriate manner. Being too pushy or unwise can make people reticent to hearing anything else about God in the future, end quote. And my personal favorite, quote, There is time and place for evangelism. For example, someone's family member just died. Have you considered Jesus? Dude, read the room. But I know people like this. Don't be like this. End quote. Obviously, people have different ideas on when you should or should not say the gospel message to someone. But what do people say who feel that it is always appropriate to share the gospel? One of the responses was, quote, You make opportunities. You don't find them. Souls perish otherwise. End quote. Another, quote, it is not always the first thing that should be brought up, but there is no time that is off limits for evangelism, end quote. And a third, quote, I believe there can always be an opportunity to share the gospel, end quote. Now, except for the first response, these seem less confident answers. They seem to lean towards a, we should do this, but it's not always possible. 
For example, a few people wrote just that. One said, quote, Sometimes, especially in our culture, there is too much antagonism for open evangelism, end quote. And another said, quote, It should always be appropriate, but because of social norms, it doesn't feel that way, end quote. What do we do with all of these responses? What does the Bible say about the appropriateness of sharing the gospel? For one, some of you may have realized that I left off the ending of 1 Peter 3.15 when I quoted it earlier. The full verse says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Can it ever be a disrespectful time to tell someone the gospel? Perhaps. Maybe some of you agree and maybe some disagree, but tactfulness always has its place. I'm not going to go into different examples, but what I will say is that even if right now is not the best time to evangelize, that does not mean you should drop the issue altogether. Instead, you should be readily looking for times to share your faith and your worldview, especially when it inevitably clashes with the unbeliever. I know that I haven't been nearly comprehensive on this answer, but I want to keep the discussion open and going for the future. So don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and convictions, especially on this issue. The last two questions that I asked in the survey were, choose what most accurately describes you. I have told someone the gospel within the last month. I have told someone the gospel within the last year. It has been more than a year since I have told someone the gospel, or I have never told someone the gospel. And the follow-up question was, what is your biggest reason for not evangelizing more? The purpose of these questions was to see the practical application of the convictions held by those who took the survey and, if they wish they evangelized more, why they don't. If you remember, 96% of these participants said that it was their personal responsibility to evangelize. What were the results? 46% said, I have told someone the gospel within the last month. 27% said, I have told someone the gospel within the last year. 18% said, it has been more than a year since I have told someone the gospel and 9% said I have never told someone the gospel. When asked the follow-up question, what is your biggest reason for not evangelizing more? What were some of the responses? I'll read a few. One said, quote, I find it very difficult to connect to strangers or go deeper in conversation with just acquaintances, end quote. Another said, quote, that I will alienate the person and that I may not be a worthy example of a Christian, and so it might result in the person judging the gospel by the messenger, i.e. me, end quote. And another said, quote, I'm not intentional enough. I'm always mostly surrounded by Christians for my job. I have most evangelizing opportunities in the gym or when I go out to eat in public places, end quote. But by far the biggest reason offered by half of the participants had to do with some sort of fear, nervousness, or uncertainty. I didn't take the survey, but if I did, fear would certainly have been a big reason of why I don't evangelize more. But why are we afraid? Is it normal to be afraid, or does that make us some sort of less than Christians? Well, I'm encouraged at least by Paul encouraging Timothy to not be afraid or ashamed when he preaches the gospel. Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1 verse 8, So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. It has been said before that Timothy must have been a weaker or more timid person based on these verses, but one commentator wisely takes in the context of Timothy's environment as well as Paul's and realizes that Paul's ministry faced enough hostility to give pause to even the most courageous person. Paul was encouraging Timothy to be, with him, a partner in suffering. And to some extent, as we go forth in all of our different environments, we must take upon ourselves the same partnership. 
to be prepared to suffer for the gospel. However, as we analyze our own lives, the same commentator writes, long-term Christians who have never experienced any negative response to their faith should ask themselves if anyone really knows in detail what they believe. And if no one does, it is also worth asking if they even have genuine saving faith. So we come to the end of our survey and of our episode today, and the pressing question has to be asked, do I have to evangelize? Is it a requirement for every Christian? Well, I'll leave you with my personal conviction, and I invite you to engage with me on social media and offer me your conviction as well. But the night before Jesus died, he told his disciples in John chapter 14, If you love me, keep my commands. Soon after he rose from the dead and before he ascended to heaven, he commanded them to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Now, I firmly believe that when Jesus gave these two commands, he was not just speaking to his disciples then, but to all who would ever become his disciples. And what do we read in Romans chapter 10? That only through the confession of sins and belief in Christ can a person be saved. But how then can they call on the one they have not yet believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? So I believe that this command from Jesus to go and make disciples entails me speaking the gospel out loud. But I also believe that paired with that is relationships. Finally, I believe that evangelizing will make me an outlier in this society and that I will face harsh opposition to the gospel. But I also believe that the Holy Spirit, the helper promised by Jesus, will not forsake me. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus is speaking of a time in the near future for his disciples where they will be persecuted and falsely accused because they believe in him. Although that time in those exact circumstances has passed, I believe the promise that he gave them still applies to us. He says, When you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry how you will defend yourselves or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. So, is it every Christian's responsibility to evangelize? Yes. If that makes you uncomfortable, that is okay. The Lord will help you. If you feel ashamed of that, then you should check your heart because maybe you love the world more than Jesus. Thank you for listening to this episode of 1618. Thank you to those who participated in my survey. If you like this episode, please like and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. And I invite you to continue engaging with my posts, sharing my episodes, and sending me messages. If the Lord has put it on your heart to donate to this podcast and help me continue to improve, head on over to my website, 1618podcast.com. That's 1618podcast.com for more information. I hope you have many more questions about evangelism, and I hope to engage in this topic more and more as we learn together how we can bring the good news of Jesus Christ to all peoples.